Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Caped Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. This rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas, includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy, and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. Go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman, the audio adventures only on HBO Max. Oh, you muted yourself. I forgot that technology exists. Mm -hmm. Use the cough button. Wow. Uh, Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things cinematic universe. That means the films and the Disney Plus shows, and we're smack dab in the middle of our Hawkeye Watch Along, the new Disney Plus series, and we're doing episode two, Hide and Seek, one of the two that came out for the premiere, a little uh, twofer, a a real Black Friday buy one, get one with Hawkeye. (laughs) Uh, You got episode one and episode two, and we have, my name's Emmanuel, and we have a very special guest. It's Brent from Director Showdown. Brent, welcome to Hawkeye. Hey, it's uh, it's good to be here, man. I don't think I've been on this uh, specific pod since no Captain America: The First Avenger. I think so long ago, and that was fi- that yeah. was that was recorded concurrently with the events of the film. So that was the forties. It was yeah, it was forty one, forty two. We had to take a get. We had to take a, a kind of break in the middle. Yeah. Um, just you know. like just like uh, Captain America himself, he took a big long break. He did in the middle. What are so this is Hawkeye. One of I mean it is the newest and maybe the first of this holiday type Disney Plus series, but Brent, have you been watching all the MCU shows or is it too many? Uh yeah, I've been I've been watching all of them. I've I've seen all of the MCU shows. Uh, kind of a different question if you're asking if it's if it might be too many at some point. <laughs> uh, it's so much, but uh, no, I've I've honestly enjoyed all of them. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, I I think Loki might be my favorite just oh, wow. because I I love the kind of like almost Doctor Who adjacent like wacky kind of cosmic stuff. Um, a lot of it reminded me of uh, Thor Ragnarok, which you know, is one of my favorite kind of uh, MCU styles, I guess. I, yeah. I love when they go, you know, heavy into into the sci-fi and they make it a little campy. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been watching all of them and I'm really digging Hawkeye so far because it's it's uh, it's a little more human, a little more grounded. Um, I think the most so far of, of any of the shows, um, I mean, even, even Falcon Winter Soldier, um, you know, I think even maybe a little more than that one. So yeah, um, yeah. So I've I've been digging digging all the shows. Um, I mean, there's basically always one to watch. Yeah, you know, now it's like when 
Yeah, when when one ends, a movie comes out, and then when you finish the movie, yeah. the next week there's a show. Uh, but uh, no, I have been I have been uh, enjoying them for the most I part. I wonder yeah. how that will go <clears throat> moving forward because I think when we watched Black Widow, the Loki episode, I think it may have been the finale where all the timelines might have split up, happened kind of around that time, and so. In terms of your attention, you're like, should I focus on this prequel or should I be worried about the fact that all the timelines are now merging concurrently? It's it's pretty interesting. And and yeah, Hawkeye's final couple episodes will be around the time Spider-Man um, No Way Home comes out. So we'll have something really similar again. See if they're even connected at all. It's a, it's oh. a plethora. It's a yeah, real- I mean. That that's that's an interesting thing to think about. Like I I did notice in well, I mean it was the one that you guys already did an episode on, but the the MCU is very much staying in the like when this thing comes out, that's when it takes place. Yeah. In the MCU because they they have like the the 2012 flashback with Avengers um and then it cuts to today and it's like 2021. Mm. And she's, you know, in her 20s, early 20s. Um, And so they're very much sticking to trying to keep like the continuity around when things are, you know, coming out and they're like uh, showing. So, yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, yeah, where where kind of like Hawkeye falls in the big canon of the of the timeline which yeah. It's crazy, too, because Hawkeye and Spider-Man are both in New York currently so i'm uh might be wild i mean in new york Mm. always with superheroes somehow there is still crime happening when there are literally hundreds of superheroes in new york city constantly Mm -hmm. for some reason some people are still trying to steal purses knowing that you've got like crazy mutants or aliens able to just stop you Mm. yeah i just don't know why you even try it's just why why even gonna like try to rob a bank or like steal a a purse from an old lady when spider-man's around the corner i mean i guess their thinking is like well they have bigger fish to fry like even hawkeye a family man is fighting thanos so like we could probably you know sneak a couple things by but uh well, yeah. this is, I mean, Hawkeye, of course, is one of the main characters in the series. And I, you know, I really enjoy the fact that we're spending time with characters that don't get much time in the films. Hawkeye, although, has a really big, big uh, moment in the first Avengers film. But there's also kind of a passing of the torch happening in all of these uh, uh, shows. And, uh, you know, even even with uh, with Hawkeye, what do you think about Kate Bishop and Haley Steinfeld, Brent? I know that uh, you're a fan of of the Coen Brothers' True Grit, um, mm. where she, I believe, got an Oscar nom at like the age of 12 or something crazy <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, she did. Um, so I, I love her. Like everything I've seen her in, um, God, what's it called? 17? Something 17. Oh, what's that movie called? Um, Edge? Edge of 17? Edge of 17. 17. Is it yeah, really? Yeah. Oh. Edge of 17. She's so good and so funny in that movie. Um, but yeah, like I, I've liked her since, since, uh, true grit. She was so good in that movie and it's just been really cool to see her kind of go from being like a child star into a legitimate, like movie star, um, and kind of like take on the mantle, yeah, you know, of, of kind of Hawkeye in a sense, because the first episode 
it definitely is about Hawkeye, but it's it's I think a lot more about her mm. and like she so kind of like uh you know very very carefully and uh really well done like kind of like carries the show you know yeah. when, when it's yeah. about her and her family it's yeah. mostly all about yeah you said it, her family some secrets that they may have some kind of past where she's inspired by hawkeye but who knows who's alive and who's dead and what people's motives are you're right it is kind of like a drama in that sense for her but i mm-hmm. i'm uh well let's talk about this episode this is hide and seek this is uh mm-hmm. the second part i guess of the premiere we already have hawkeye and Kate Bishop meeting for the first time. And it seems like he is trying to keep her safe, but she's perfectly capable of doing her own snooping around. We're still mostly with the tracksuit mob or whatever they're called. The bro guys. Tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Tracksuit mafia. Those guys. Oh my goodness. Yeah. People don't know this, but Brent and I are wearing those tracksuits right now. And the same matching tracksuit, the same match. And we're part of that gang now, bro. Oh, hell yeah, bro. I like it. It's funny. And but uh, but but what do you think about this episode about some of the revelations? And we'll talk about that new character at the end of this one. But what do you think about hide and seek? Um, yeah, this one was was really good. I think I think, uh, you know, I, I was pretty I was a little surprised that they literally don't even meet until the end of the first episode. Uh, but this one was just like a really good kind of uh, character focused episode of kind of like having you know, Hawkeye and her kind of bounce off each other and having, um, I, I'm still, I still kind of can't believe how important the, the nomad or no, 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 it's not nomad. The nomad Ronin. suit, Ronan, the Ronan suit. You're, you're talking is about like, Francis McDormand from Nomadland. She yeah, is exactly. She's the, the MacGuffin. if you were to tell me that Francis yeah. McDormand herself shitting in a bucket was the big <laughs> MacGuffin. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, that that suit from Avengers Endgame has turned out to be a very important thing to to Hawkeye because I think, and I, and I wonder if the show is going to get into this, but like he's trying to kind of like cover up his dark past because uh, like his family's back and he's <laughs> been a vigilante uh, kind of like killing people um, in, in kind of his, his grief for a while. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's just trying to cover that up, but he's also like, fuck, this like girl is like mixed up in all of all of the shit that I kind of created. So there's there's clearly like a backstory there with with him and the in and the bros. Um yeah. that I think they're gonna get into. But yeah, their dynamic is really cool. Uh Pizza Dog is uh is the best. Um I I love that. And uh yeah, I, I think it was a is a really fun, fun episode, yeah. I, I I thought that it was really interesting to have his family leave New York because it mm. kind of sets the clock or the countdown in a weird way, which actually works for a holiday movie. Yeah, be six ho- days. Yeah, be you home, gotta be home, be home yeah. for Christmas. And I like that <laughs> because even then you're kind of falling into this trope of a of a holiday or a Christmas movie, which I think is so clever, um, mm-hmm. which obviously He's going to be tied up all the way up until like the last minute. Like Christmas can, Eve. Yep. We can already see that happening. And then Haley Steinfeld, I thought that there's a moment in this where she fights Tony. Oh, is that his name? I forgot. Yes, Tony. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fiance of her mother and they fence. 
and I, 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 I was like, okay, this is fun. She's kind of testing his limits, but then she lunges at him without his mask on, and I guess could have just killed him. Yeah, and he has to reveal that he's a master swordsman, Brent. This is kind of a spoilerific territory, but that I think is a big clue um, for for his character. But there's a lot of really cool moments like that where you're getting just small pieces. He also has a butterscotch from Armand's house. So he's he was there, you know, so I'm um, I like how I like how they're letting us kind of sit in these moments a little bit. And it's not as manic or not as fast as a movie, which I guess is like. It's not even a hot take that everyone says, you know, TV shows are good because they take longer. But yeah, yeah. this show is good because it takes longer. It's nice. It feels it's a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, it, it really draws things out. And I, I, I didn't even mention the LARPing stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is, is a large chunk of, of this episode, uh, but which <laughs> I just found really charming. Like, I, I, I think it th- this show knows kind of how well to balance like we all know Avengers movies and we know how big they can get and how you know cool Hawkeye can be in you know a a 300 million dollar blockbuster movie but I think putting those characters in very kind of like normal human situations um, is really effective and I think the LARPing stuff where he has to like get his Ronin suit uh, from, from that guy um was just uh was really fun and he has to like work with the guy to be like he's like you have to let me kill you because you're Hawkeye and that's gonna like give me so much clout and he's like yeah fine like he's he's just kind of like over it he's just like I just gotta get this thing and like get out of here um but yeah all that stuff like works works yeah. really well yeah that I can't believe I forgot about LARPing and also it <laughs> seems like it's a pretty specific LARPing community of policemen and firemen or something I don't know if you caught that and I was like what that's a yeah like service like a people. niche yeah it's like a niche of a niche but I yeah, yeah I, I will say that's that that stuff was fun and funny and kept things light but the mechanism to get there was I think a little interesting he goes to get the Ronin suit the Ronin suit isn't there he sees a sticker on the fire truck about LARPing. That was a little on, bit. It that was a little, I was like, okay, Hawkeye. A video of a guy <laughs> with the Ronin suit on talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. LARPing. And I was like, what a bunch of convenient things happening <laughs> for Hawkeye. But Very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Those moments were really fun. And I think it's, it, there's like a really prolonged sequence where he's walking and he's kind of, Really kicking everyone's fake butt, I guess, because he, you know, he he fought Thanos and here he is with LARPers. Um, But yeah, I thought that was really cool. And it seems like in a very like TV show manner, he's kind of softening and he's kind of, you know, getting gaining new friends. But I also feel like those LARPers, we haven't seen the last of the LARP. I bet you anything they'll come back or something like that, because it's that's a pretty classic you know, final episode type of thing. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about the fact that he seems like he's, it's kind of perfect for him because his, his weapon of choice is such a medieval thing, like a bow and arrow. Yeah. And here he is with a bunch of medieval people, but with foam swords and stuff. It's a, yeah. Hmm. I mean, and he, he did get very proficient with the sword as we saw mm. in Endgame, And even in the first episode, I think it was with the, his his Ronin sword that retracts yeah. that uh, oh, Tony yeah. Tony took right, 
And it's, I mean, how, well, here's what I'll say. Well, do you care about some spoilery stuff or not really, Brent? Oh, no, it's, it's, no. Okay. All right. Everyone skip forward like a minute or so. But Tony's, okay. uh, his his alias is the swordsman, who is like a master swordsman. That's his superpower. Um, oh, okay. So okay. That'll, that, that'll be, at least in the comic books, we'll have to see. I mean, Marvel doesn't have to do that. But yeah, they always he now has like, stuff, but yeah. he now has the coolest sword around, so... And it's also yeah. like Hawkeye's sword. Anyways, welcome back from that spoiler break. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even think because we're about we're going to end up talking about the character at the end of this episode. But a lot of these characters are really big. Well, I don't want to say big. They're, they are characters with arcs in the comic books. And, yeah. you know, the names and the symbolism <laughs> are they're They're very uh, meticulously placed for those types of things you know so that they can introduce some they're all backdoor pilots every character is a backdoor pilot to some disney plus thing vera farmiga getting her own series (laughs) the larp guy his own movie yeah well see that's that's kind of what i'm excited about with this show is that um you know as as time moves on we get away from a lot of the the kind of stories that that i know at least like somewhat know like the ultrons and the thanoses and we get into like eternals and we get into you know um hawkeye stuff which like i think this show is based or is isn't it based on like matt fractions hawkeye run which yeah. I, I i think it is um because yeah pizza dog i think is from his run i think uh tracksuit mafia I, I could think be the, totally the only wrong. the only big difference. Well, there's a lot of there's there's a couple differences, but the big thing is it's just set in this time in the MCU where there was a snap or something. You know, like the the thing yeah, that everyone's yeah. dealing with, which is the aftermath of people coming back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and um and so like yeah, and I never read that kind of run of Hawkeye comics, but it it seems like they're taking from those and so i really know nothing about these characters um even kate bishop i know nothing about like uh you know um what was it uh falcon and the winter soldier like the the falcon captain america stuff i i didn't really read that's that's pretty modern um you know mo- more recent comics that are that have done that stuff but so i'm i'm just excited to like see how these movies and shows are adapting uh, those comics because like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of like passing the baton, passing the torch to your Kate Bishops and your Falcons and, um, you know, or Captain America. But um, yeah, so it's going to be exciting to to see how they do that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the ending of this because Clint decides to be captured on purpose to kind of uncover who the, the, who is behind, um, I guess the tracksuit uh, gang and who has his sword and what's going on with these illegal uh, groups. And uh, we, we meet in the final moments of this episode, the, 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 the puppet master, we assume. And that is a uh, 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 echo played by Alakwa Cox, who is a, a deaf native American character played by an actual um, deaf native American in this someone who we, already know has a confirmed Disney plus series and has yeah. kind of a, in the comics book, comic books has a, a have, has a pretty tortured past. Her father is Kingpin from daredevil. Her, 
She is the what? first. She is the first. I didn't know that. Oh my god! The Ronin thing. She's like friends with Doctor Strange. <laughs> she fights Silver Samurai from like the Wolverine movie uh, that we saw, or the maybe Wolverine two or three. Yeah. Um, but it's her, she's a very I think critical character, and here she is in the MCU. I'm I I think that you know John and Andrew. I talked to them a little bit yesterday, and they think this is like a giant giant reveal maybe one of the biggest in disney plus and something that may bridge some of that netflix stuff into the into 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 the disney plus stuff what do you think about echo echo yeah i mean we just saw like her face kind of like we didn't get too much but uh i mean that is exciting i didn't know she was kingpin's daughter but i have heard some rumors about certain actors or actresses who are yeah. in the Echo show that very much may feel like a, a bridging of the gap between Netflix and Disney Plus. Wow. Um, so that has me really, really excited. Um, you know, there there were obviously already those kind of conversations with uh, Spider-Man happening a little bit and, and characters that may or may not appear in that. But um, yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, you know, Feige and, and Disney, I think, wanted an organic way to kind of do that kind of uh, combination. And I think, you know, I think that they have it with this with the multiverse stuff that's going to happen. But yeah. yeah, as far as Echo, I, I know basically nothing about about the character, but I think it's super cool that, uh, yeah, that they're getting like a real like deaf actress and. Yeah, you know, to portray I, I mean, that character. Yeah, I think it would make sense if she ends up with the Ronin suit at some point because she kind of originates mm. it uh, in the comic books. But okay. I am also kind of interested in her morality because she could be, and it seems like she's set up to be kind of a a criminal or a villain. Um, so I'd be interested to know if she's going to have a turn of, you know, some kind of turn where she's she is good or. Uh, I don't know, and and I mean, we, we you, you you we talked before the pod that uh, Florence Pugh is is slated to be in this series Hawkeye, so we'll have to see what happens with kind of this next generation of like, oh yeah, because she thinks, oh my gosh, that's right, because yeah, in Black Widow it's set up that she thinks that Hawkeye killed uh, her sister, right? Isn't that the yeah the hook of that? Yeah, that's true, and I think this is the perfect. Oh yeah, I, I oh, totally man. forgot about that element, but this is going to be a very emotional series. I mean, yeah, it's going to. I yeah. feel like it's going to be like Kate Bishop versus you know, uh, I forget her name. Yes, oh, I forget her name. Yale- something Yelena. Russian. Uh, yeah, Yelena. Yelena. Yeah, the new, something like the that. new Black Widow. Florence yeah. Pugh versus yeah. Haley Seinfeld. Yeah, and that just makes you think that um, <clears throat> I'm not even going to try to say her name, but Julia Louis Dreyfus's character is mm. also going to be in this. It's almost like, well, I don't even understand how he, she couldn't because she promises Yelena at the end of Black Widow revenge. So, right. I mean, if she's in New York, it's kind of their thing. But I mean, this is just, I think, what is happening in the series. Uh, and I and I know we're like maybe five episodes beyond the one we just watched already. But it yeah. is exciting to think about kind of the the expansion of this world. And we kind of joked about how New York is just filled with superheroes already but i mean it's it's also good to have i what do you think about the stakes of the hawkeye show because we we aren't yet at like a world ending moment 
which I like a lot, especially after watching, and this isn't to say I don't like them, but you know, Black Widow, Eternals, Loki, yeah. even WandaVision, like those were world ending kind of calamities that were about to happen. But what do you think about the stakes of Hawkeye? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I like about it the most is that it feels very grounded and kind of human. And um, I I honestly hope that we don't get to the kind of like MCU third act thing that always happens. And it even happens on the shows, too, because the shows are kind of just like stretched out movies a little bit. Um uh, I, I hope it remains a little grounded. Like uh, we were talking about it a little bit, but I think this show so far reminds me more of like the Netflix Marvel shows. And it's, it's, it's better than I think most of those, uh, even though I do love Daredevil and think Daredevil's like still one of the best ones, but uh, oh, it's good. It, yeah. Like it, it does feel like that kind of more street level human, um, kind of you know superhero show. Um, so I kind of hope it keeps that and doesn't doesn't lose that, especially if it's doing like a countdown to Christmas and like he has to be home. I hope it doesn't end in like some massive, uh, you know, like uh, you know, New York. Uh, I don't know, just like some big set piece of like yeah. archers flying off buildings and oh my gosh, like, yeah swinging around i i you just like don't need that like i i hope they know that they don't need that anymore (laughs) right i don't think they do because all of them yeah yeah talking that winter soldier ends i think in new york maybe a couple streets from where this one ends in a big kind of cgi fight but who knows i mean yeah i think i would i would like for it to end i i think you know i like the trojan horse of it all in a like a christmas feeling thing so i, I hope it has yeah. an ending that's really sentimental and maybe as clint at you know around his christmas tree and kate is there and their family now i also like kind of the overall thing that i'm sensing is and that's the softening of clint and maybe his acceptance and his kind of i don't yeah. know and i i because i mean kate even talks about having a um having like a rebranding problem or something uh, yeah. with his character. And I was like, okay, like she, it's, I, yeah, meta. If she is the next Hawkeye, you know, she's going to be pretty different. And you know what I just remembered right now talking about Clint is he, Oh my gosh, I could, you, you can kind of see the, the tea leaves here in your little cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but Clint is losing his hearing. So he's learning or he learned sign language to talk to his son and his family and echo is uh is deaf which means clint will have this kind of ability to communicate with her on a different level than kate or anyone else because he's about to lose his hearing wow well i caught the hearing loss thing which i think is an interesting development for him and i love the i think it's in this episode where they show the like quick flashback sequences of like Avengers movies yeah. and of like huge explosions. And it's like, yeah, no yeah. shit. He would lose his hearing. He's human. He's one of the few actual humans. <laughs> he loses yeah. his hearing in the comic books. This makes sense. But oh, yeah, he, okay. he signs to his son. I think when they're leaving. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to see how far they take that relationship and kind of that uh, ability to kind of, it seems like connect with echo. Who again, we're we're like I'm projecting yeah. this based on the five seconds she's on screen too. So 
Yeah, I mean, she does. It is inferred that she is, you know, possibly the leader, I guess, of the of the tracksuit mafia. Which, yeah. uh, I mean, they are a lot of fun. Those guys. Yeah. I just think I, I love them as a like group of villains where we're, we're used to kind of, uh, you know, kind of nameless or kind of like CG mobs of, of robots or monsters, whatever. Um, but I, I just love the kind of grounded nature of just like these fucking bros yeah. in, in track brutes. suits. Yeah. Yeah. Who are, yeah. Throwing Molotov cocktails. <laughs> and, yeah. Super silly and wh- whatever. But, but Brent, what are you looking forward to now? The timing's kind of weird. The third episode came out today while we're recording. So a lot of listeners might've seen it. Mm. I don't know if people stay up until midnight. I know some that do, but Brent, what are you looking forward to? in that third episode that you can literally watch right after this record. <laughs> And I, I think I just might. I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens next. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited to see what the deal is with Echo. If she's some kind of like, uh, you know, morally gray character who's kind of using people to, you know, to, to get. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm curious to see what her intentions and her motivations are. Um, and just like more kind of Hawkeye, um, Kate Bishop stuff because I, I just think like. It it very much almost feels like a, uh, like a Shane Black Christmas thing. Yeah. Less less funny if, if I'm being <laughs> honest, but still funny. Uh, but just like a kind of like a buddy duo thing of like people who don't really see eye to eye and um who are kind of bouncing off each other. He's kind of like the old grizzled uh you know veteran, and she's kind of like new and excited and um passionate about it but yeah yeah i'm excited to see more of their dynamic uh more of the more of the bros and more of uh echo and also yeah i guess um her her mom and uh you know her her boyfriend's um what's his name tony tony I tony yeah his name. uh yeah what the deal is with tony um and uh yeah the big mystery there so i, I i'm assuming we'll get more information on on all that in the next episode yeah, I think I, I'm I'm really excited, and I feel like there is going to be a lot more Kate Bishop. I feel like we're gonna. I think this the it's just going to expand. I mean, you know, the webs will just get bigger and bigger and bigger, especially after we find out what's going spider on. Webs. With, ooh, spider webs, baby! And we'll I mean, see. I'm I I really feel like there's going to be some connection. We already talked about the Black Widow thing, but I mean, it's totally possible we get that Rogers musical in our Spider-Man movie. Who knows? We'll. Just a couple. <laughs> we're literally only two weeks away from that, and um, but yeah, we're really excited. So we'll definitely talk more Hawkeye. But Brent, we've come to end to the end of this ep. What do you have to plug? <clears throat> oh man, uh, yeah. So go listen to uh, Director Showdown, uh, a podcast my buddy Adam and I do. We are currently talking Zack Snyder and Michael Bay. Um, mm. I think our next episode we're going to record is is going to be that. That Snyder cut of Batman v Superman: Dawn of wow. Justice. Wow. Um. So yeah, but we've been talking, you know, a lot of uh, Michael Bay's biggest hits. We just had uh, Delphin on for Transformers, Robots in Disguise, Robots in Disguise. Um. And uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. And so uh, yeah, go check that out. And uh, yeah, it's about it. I think all the all the Patreon stuff, all the yeah Delphin Pod Patreon stuff is uh, a lot of fun. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking top fives. We talked about Dune for a little bit. But Brent, who do you think would make a better Christmas movie? Christmas action movie, I guess. But you think Michael Bay or Zack Snyder? Who would make a good 
holiday watch. Oh my god! Themed around themed around the holidays and Christmas. Maybe set in. Uh, well, it seems like Michael Bay would set his in sunny Los Angeles or something. See, I, I feel like it's got to be Snyder because I also feel, and I haven't seen this movie, but I feel like the Guardians of Gahul. Ooh, yes. Moon blinked. I think that movie is Christmas adjacent, or maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. It feels I, Christmassy. Yeah. There's snow. I'll say there's, that. There's snow and there's owls. And uh, both of what those. Do you need? That is the holidays right there. Right there. Christmas. Yeah. Well, um, I think Snyder, yeah. I, I, I can't wait for his Snyder film. Um, oh, it looks like he's remaking uh, he's remaking uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, Where, let me oh, see no. that. Let, it uh-oh. looks like Santa is having an existential crisis about how he won't die and he's invincible and he'll outlive Mrs. Oh, Claus. Shit. Oh, shit. And, he, and he's fantasizing about being in an anime yeah, he wants to be an anime. Uh, he hates kids now. Uh-oh. It's, mm, rough stuff. Well, <laughs> let us know what, what you think about that movie that I just pitched. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll see you next week for another episode recapping episode three of Hawkeye. And then soon, Spider-Man. And I will say, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, we've got some other Spider-Man stuff coming down the pipe to prepare you for maybe plural Spider-Mans. In a, in a, in a, in the in the No Way Home movie, but we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.